So welcome to episode 94 of Level Up Everybody, 60 minutes of live Q&A where your questions and votes really do drive the show. A very warm welcome to everybody who's joining us on LinkedIn and on YouTube. Please do let us your name, of course, and which city in the world you are joining from. We do love to hear from you all and get everybody involved. Shanice, Ella and Adriana are all online this afternoon here in the UK and they'll be posting a link in the chat to vote up the questions that you would most like answered and of course for you to be able to add your own. We live stream Mondays at 8 and Fridays 2pm UK time to both YouTube and LinkedIn. Now, today, if your question is selected, your name will appear in the credits at the end of the show. We've been working on that. So I think, fingers crossed, the technology is all set for that now today. So do get your questions in early and stay with us to see that happen. Today, we're going to be talking about how to reach the very pinnacle of the project management profession and achieve the ultimate accolade, that chartered project professional status which is awarded by the UK Association for Project Management, who in turn were granted their royal charter by Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II in 2017. Joining us today, we have a highly experienced panel who are going to share their personal thoughts and experience of why this is all so important and the steps that you can take to become chartered yourself. So let's jump straight in and meet them. Um, Sheila Roberts joins us today. She is the Chief Progress Officer for Resilience Professionals Limited. She has extensive experience in the world of projects, programs, and of course, portfolio management. She is herself a chartered project professional and is passionate about all things projects. I think it's fair to say. Welcome to Level Up, Sheila. Thank you, Nick. As you say, I'm passionate about projects and have been involved in many, many different aspects of them. But I think that the, the chartered status, the opportunity that came to actually show it as a profession was brilliant, which was why I volunteered right at the beginning to become an assessor for chartered. And um, happily, APM agreed that I should be. So I, I was one of the first cohort of assessors as well. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. Also joining us for the first time today on Level Up is Eddie Borup, who is a PPPM specialist with IBP Solutions. His international career has spanned more than 40 countries and taken him from running small engagements to complex delivery projects with many hundreds of people collaborating to deliver. Eddie also holds chartered status and is a fellow of the UK Association for Project Management. Welcome to Level Up, Eddie. Lovely to see you. Good to see you, Nick. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, I did achieve my chartered earlier this year, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted to be here was to help, if I can, anyone who's considering taking that journey. So thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, Carl Karshigan is a learning program director over at QA, and he focuses on assisting candidates, helping them really to do what Sheila and Eddie has done to achieve that chartered project professional status. Carl develops and delivers bespoke learning interventions for his clients and is the driving force, I think, between helping them behind, rather helping them develop their own kind of um, organization-wide competency frameworks and so on. So welcome to Level Up, Carl. Lovely to see you. Thank you, Nick. Uh, yes, folks. So I have a passion for seeing people develop 
And uh, with charter coming onto the scene, seeing people develop not only in their own profession, but going out and being able to demonstrate, not only do they know something, but they can do it and they have done it. And that to me is absolutely important. Uh, so thank you for that, Nick. Okay, thank you very much. Now, a more familiar face to folks um, on the panel today is Raj Khanna. He is, of course, director and lead trainer at Raj Khanna Associates, where he works with clients both in the public and in the private sectors here and also overseas. I think it's fair to say he's a keen coach and mentor. Raj has been instrumental in helping others achieve their chartered status using things like Praxis Framework and so on. So welcome back to Level Up, Raj. Great to see you. Great, thank you, Nick. Thank you for inviting me again. Um, <clears throat> for me, I've been doing program project management for a long time, and it's now great to see an award that recognizes people's ability to manage complex programs and projects. And hopefully, as a result of sessions like this, we're going to see more of the recognition of the award and what it really means in the, in the profession. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Adin. Thank you, audience, for, you know, kind of prompting us to um, also give you a link through to the Slido where you can enter your questions directly. Now, the team on social will also help you. So if you want to type your question in the chat there, then that's fine. Or you can jump straight into Slido and that allows you to vote up the questions that you most want answered as well. Also returning to the panel today is Ricardo, Ricardo Santos. He's Senior Programme Manager, of course, with Irish Rail. He's an expert in the delivery of large-scale, multidisciplinary infrastructure projects. And his motto, I love this, I love this, Ricardo, is on time, on track, on target, which is fantastic. A chartered project professional himself in his own right, it's our delight to welcome him back to Level Up. Welcome, Ricardo. Sorry, Ricardo, can't hear you. Sorry. I was saying okay. thank ahead. you, Nick. Thank you, APMZ. I'm delighted to be here. In fact, the reason I'm here is uh, it's called Rajiv. Um, he's the mentor, he's the teacher, um, he's the one challenging me, and I'm so grateful for that. That's a great experience, and I'm ready to share that experience with you all and the value associated with it. I think I think you're so right, Ricardo. It's one of the things that drives us as consultants and as project management professionals is this pull, you know, the pull and the desire to get better and improve and so on and so on. And having a coach and a mentor is a fantastic asset for everybody. So I completely understand that. Now, joining us today as our question master is Jenny Hepler. Um, and I think she's joining us from the very beautiful city of Pittsburgh over there in Pennsylvania in the US. How are you doing, Jenny? Great. How are you, Nick? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm very well. And, and I'm enjoying the, the last tastes of summer, although it's a little chilly now, to be fair, in the UK. I don't know how that is with you in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's been a little chilly this week, but getting a bit warmer for the weekend. So we're looking forward to a nice late summer weekend all right okay well very good well on that note um we've got a lot of questions stacking up and i can see lots of folks joining us live online so jenny on that note please may we have our first question please absolutely so our first question is from hattie brown 
Do you need qualifications to become a chartered project manager? All right, so panel, um, is it something that's necessary? Sheila, start us off and then we'll hear from Raj. It's absolutely not necessary, but a great asset if you do, because you've got to demonstrate not only your experience, but also your knowledge underpinning your experience. So you can um, become a chartered project professional with no qualifications whatsoever, but you do need to actually understand project management and the theory that underpins it. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Raj, your thoughts? It depends, as we'll uh, hear from the panel later on today, as to which route you choose to go. Um, the route that we mentored, for example, Ricardo, is through the Praxis Professional route. And it's worked very well because you have to demonstrate your competency in in number of areas. And to do that, yes, uh, Hattie, you do need a qualification. So you go down the the Praxis uh, Practitioner route, then on to Praxis Professional, and then you go down the route two, as the panel will explain later. So in that case, yes, you do. All right. Okay. Very good. Um, Eddie, you've you've taken a particular route through um, yourself. So, um, what are your thoughts on you know the balance of kind of qualifications and also real life experience? I think that's a, a, a great way to look at this. And, and Raj was, was really right. Um, it depends what route you go to. So route one, you're going down specific APM qualifications. I'm sure we'll build on that later. There are many route two aspects, and I also went down the praxis, but uh, there are universities, for instance, like uh, Cumbrian University, where their master's program is linked to route two. So you'll be getting access uh, that way through that qualification. And of course, there's plenty of people that don't have a qualification. And Route 3 is equally a valid way of going through the process where you are relying primarily on your experience, uh, which is what I think is uh, one of the advantages of this process. Yeah, absolutely right. When it was first introduced, I think it was fair to say at that point that many mid to late career professionals had kind of run out of things, <laughs> run out of ways, formal ways at any rate, you know, to gain that recognition. And it was largely, you know, them being driven by their CV. You know, what was the dollar value, the euro value, the pound value, the, you know, the yen value of your project? And that was a kind of way of measuring somebody's, you know, kind of competency or capability. Um, pretty poorly, I would say, personally, having worked with different project managers over my career. But nonetheless, you know, and so it was a fantastic breath of fresh air when, you know, this um, new qualification came in, relatively new qualification, has actually became available. So very good. Thank you very much indeed, panel. And a lovely question, Hattie. Thank you so much to start off the show. So on that note, please, Jenny, can you take the next question, please? Sure. Our next question is from Adrian. Does the CHPP designation have any currency outside of the UK? All right. Okay. Ricardo, start us off on this. Well, um, I'm outside the UK, although not very far away. I live in Ireland, work in Ireland. Um, and the answer is absolutely, it does. Um, it's um, the same way no one questions you if you're a, a chartered engineer 
um, this uh, CHPP status puts an end on any questions that may uh, arise about your uh, competency and above all experience. So it's kind of a stamp on your uh, experience. And uh, for me particularly, it was, um, it was it was a leap. It was was clearly a milestone milestone on my uh, professional career. Fantastic, thank you, Raj Carney. Your thoughts? Yes, definitely. Um, so far, because it's early days yet, we hope as a result of sessions like this and Ricardo's uh, LinkedIn profiles, etc., we're going to get more. But certainly, the first five people that I've mentored across to their charter state uh, award status via the Praxis professional route. Two are in the UK, one in Saudi Arabia, one in Dubai, and actually one of them in Aruba is having his Praxis professional uh, interview this afternoon. So hopefully during the session, we might have some good news to say he has done that. So yes, so definitely across the world. And I've got somebody from India who's also recently said, can I go down this route? It's 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 really really important when you're choosing these kinds of qualifications to go with a name that has gravitas, right, around the world. And you know that chartered status really does, as Ricardo says. You know, if you're a chartered engineer, an architect, you know, whatever it happens to be, whatever profession it is, chartered status is the kind of universal gold standard i would say um sheila let's um hear your thoughts next please and then we'll go to carl yes uh, and i would totally agree with raj absolutely it's got status outside the uk um, some countries it's not understood as much however i see people from all over the world taking it and i know that it's recently been recognized by the Australian Project Management Institute. So it, it's getting more and more recognized. Absolutely, thank you very much. And Carl, final thoughts? Thanks, Nick. I echo uh, what Sheila has just said. Um, when I speak to many of my clients on the international platform, they have this intense desire to understand what CHPP actually means. And what it means to what it will do for them personally uh, it's not that well understood chartered but once you explain it to them as the pinnacle uh, as the gold standard uh, their interest and uh, their desire to become chartered just uh, you know raises and rises dramatically so uh, yeah it does carry great gravitas and interest outside of the uk it most certainly does. You know, it's a global community and raising standards in the profession um, is something which all professional membership bodies around the world have, have at their heart. It doesn't matter which particular method they might be aligned with. It's absolutely right that everybody's practice, the behaviours, what they do day to day, the way in which they work, is on that upward curve all of the time. Just looking out um, online, I can see people from all over the world uh, who are joining us today. So I do want to give a little bit of a shout out to the various locations, people and locations. So Chinedo, thank you so much for joining from Reading in the UK. Really good to see you there. And also Olaposi um, from Sunderland. Uh, that's, that's really lovely uh, as well. Fantastic. I'm um, just kind of scanning down the list. We've got uh, Sophia 
who's joining us from Melbourne in Australia. And uh, Gemma, great to see you online um, from the wonderful city of Manchester, where I went to school, actually. So um, really nice uh, for you to be joining from there. Um, so thank you so much um, for that. Um, we've talked about Melbourne a little bit in the past, one of my favourite cities and uh, the, the home of business meetings in the coffee shops, I think, from memory. Uh, it was my pervading memory of Melbourne. And Amelia, great to see you joining us from West Africa, from Nigeria. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. If you're online, please do put your questions directly into the chat or over on Slido, and we'll pick them up and bring them into the panel. And on that note, um, please, if we may, Jenny, let's take our next question. Sure. Our next question is from Nick. Sui, what are the benefits of becoming a chartered from your perspective? All right, panel. So, you know, we've got several folks who have already done this. Eddie, start us off. What are the benefits of becoming chartered? Hi. Um, for me, particularly, the benefit was around consolidation. Uh, I started to feel that although I have years of experience, I rely too much on that. I think um, clients and people that are engaging with you need to have a balance between what your CV says you've done, but also in terms of whether or not you're qualified. So for me, it was uh, helping get over that sort of complex of, of not necessarily qualified uh, to, to do what I do uh, and able to uh, reflect that in a, in a qualification, as you said at the beginning of the program, which hopefully is at the, the top end. Absolutely right. Thank you very much indeed. Sheila, your thoughts, please. And uh, yes, a bit like Eddie, you know, I wanted to consolidate, but also unlike the other panelists, I came from a vocational background. I don't have a degree. So I wanted something that was actually going to verify that I had professional status, not just done a few short courses. You know, it was, it was really the pinnacle. And I'm sure people who've come through the apprentice route would really benefit from that in the same way that I did to avoid the imposter syndrome. Uh, it's something that haunts all of us, isn't it? And it's recognised now, I think, more more widely, you know, in lots of different walks of life. And um, I think you're, you're absolutely spot on there, Sheila. It's an important, um, uh, if you like, confirmation. You know, somebody else is saying, hang on a minute, no, no, this is really amazing. You know, your, your experience, your practice is is fantastic. Um, excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, Raj, your thoughts, and then we'll hear from Carl. For me, I'm very passionate about project program management and change management to be seen as a profession. So we talk about healthcare professionals. In my opinion, I like to use the word called change care professionals. So we have chartered accountant. I've grown up in India. I was born in India. Today, to, to sign any documents, you have to be a chartered accountant. To provide certain treatments, you have to be a chartered physiotherapist or a chartered occupational therapist. And why do we today believe that anyone can manage a complex project? So we need to start recognizing, and that's what the practice and then the chartered route does, is to demonstrate that these individuals have experience of managing complex programs and projects. And therefore, we should start seeing that as a profession and only employ people who are chartered 
because they have demonstrated their ability to do so. So it may not be now, but I do believe it should have benefits and it should be recognized as a chartered profession as any other profession that is out there. You may, Nick. You make, you make such a good point because that trust is immense when you're appointing somebody into these leadership roles that cannot mm-hmm. be anything other than a leadership role when you are a project manager. Really good uh, points. Thank you so much, Raj. Um, Carl and then Ricardo. Thanks, Nick. Uh, I found it quite interesting that <clears throat> before I was uh, awarded chartered status, uh, I would engage with my clients and others and my colleagues, and we're all of the same ilk. Uh, and even though I also gained a master's in applied project management, that carried some weight. People looked up to me. Uh, it gave me that feel-good factor. But I've got to be honest, when I attained chartered status, the credibility, my credibility rose so much within my own colleague environment and uh, clients with whom I've had a long-standing relationship also view me in a totally different light because this demonstrates not that I only know about things and I've had some involvement in delivering projects in the nuclear industry uh, and other uh, industries. But equally, I've got a very good overall ability to manage complex projects in complex situations. Uh, so that credibility adds great value to uh, to me as an individual. So Thank back you to you, so Nick. Much indeed. Thank you. Yeah, Ricardo, final thoughts on this one, please. Yeah, I don't want to repeat what was said, but um, it's actually a lot about the recognition. Um, from from your peers and from your uh, um, management, but I, I also think that there's, there's, there's a specific aspect to not be neglected here. Um, for those that know praxis, um, if you want to practice um, E3M in, in an excellent way, you you need to look at three different uh, routes, uh, ways um, yourself as the individual, the team, and and the organization. Um, so there's a lot of things that need to happen for excellence to be uh, achieved. And uh, you, you cannot start um, talking about capability, maturity models uh, with, with your management if you don't have a stamp that acknowledges your capability to do so. So for me, it was, it, it was, it was mostly that um, projects and programs I'm, I'm, I'm working on right now are of large scale and i i felt i needed one more layer of of of, of um, knowledge and capability and the recognition of experience to be um well accepted excellent thank you very much indeed you know those benefits as well i'm uh, i'm going to quote another you know expert really in benefit realization here who who, who has always reminded me that benefits accrue usually beyond the completion of a project. So having chartered status, I think the benefits, yes, you get a, a little boost, you know, when it actually happens. But the long-term benefits accrue many, many months and years after achieving that status. So um, I do think that everybody is going to benefit from this significantly as the whole profession ratchets itself up, you know, and it proves its overall 
you know, professional performance. So really very good, fascinating panel. Thank you so much um, indeed. Uh, Jenny, if we can, I can see that there are live questions stacking up as well as those pre-submitted. Let's take our next question, please. Yes, Nick. So the next question is from Chinedru. How do I start the process as an experienced project management professional? And are there professional support available to achieve this? All right. So setting out with the end in mind then, panel, how would you go about plotting your route? Raj, you've done a lot of this. Um, what would advice would you give? And then we'll hear from Eddie. I'm going to go and explain the the Praxis uh, professional route. So if you have prior project management qualification, um, then Praxis exempts you from doing a foundation examination. So you go on, we, we're doing a lot of these and Ricardo was, was our first global. So we go on to do your Praxis practitioner exam. And then to answer your question, we will then support you to complete your application process because what you have to do to go down the professional praxis professional route is complete and demonstrate 20 competencies for a complex project you have managed so it's about stakeholder engagement nick just mentioned benefits management conflict management influencing skills so it's really writing your thesis again but all your experience being put down then you have your interview, as I said, somebody mentioned, uh, somebody's going through that today, and that gives you the Praxis Professional Route. That is Route 2, which is now recognized by the Association of Project Management. You then go through another interview with them to get your status. So it, it is working very well, as Ricardo is the proof of that. And if you do need some further information, then please contact us through APMG. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, Sheila, what are your thoughts about setting out on this uh, journey towards Chartered? I, th I think the first thing is to work out which route you should be going. Um, and Raj has mentioned Route 2. We've mentioned Route 1, Route 2, Route 3, but perhaps it's useful just to differentiate those for a moment. Route 1 is for people who have a recognized qualification that covers the technical knowledge areas that are needed. So that's the theoretical knowledge underpinning project management. That route means that you have a one hour interview focused on your professional practice. Route two is for those who've demonstrated not only their theoretical knowledge, but also that they have um, experience to demonstrate their competence in those areas Raj has just mentioned. That then results in half an hour's interview, which confirms professional practice. Then route three is for those people who don't have a recognized qualification or um, any other uh, reason to have an exemption. Route three means that you actually have a two-hour interview and the two-hour interview gives you um, uh, questions both around the theoretical underpinning and your professional practice. So I think the very first step is to work out which route you should be going down. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Eddie, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, just really building on what Shirley just said, it's, it, there are three routes and she's explained them really well. Um, so 
route one if you have specific qualifications already with APM. That's probably the, the chosen. You specifically asked in your question about having professional help. Route three, um, you can go on your, your own, but if you really feel that you need that sort of guidance, uh, as Raj was sort of indicating, route two seems to be a, a better one. And again, looking at the APM uh, website, which I think the link will be up later, you'll be able to see the, the various supports. I also went through uh, Praxis um, because of, of similar reasons, but there were also other choices uh, depending on where you are and what sort of support you're after. Yeah, absolutely right. Thank you so much. I mean, the only thing that I would say um, to this point um, is that uh, along this journey, um, it's really worthwhile considering having uh, you know, if you don't have one already, if you don't have somebody that's mentoring you, and I'm going to differentiate here between mentoring and coaching, right? If you don't have anybody who's mentoring you, then this is a really great time. It doesn't matter where you are in your career, early, mid-career, late career, it doesn't matter. You know, find somebody that you admire, can work with, that you get on with and so on, and just invite them, just ask them, okay? Mentoring is something where you need to ask as the mentee, you need to reach out and ask that person to, you know, begin to become your mentor. They might not know really how to do it. Quite frankly, most people like the idea of it, but they don't necessarily know really what's involved. <laughs> but to, between the pair of you, you can figure that out. And that really, really does help because then suddenly you have a little angel on your shoulder, not to do the work for you but actually to whisper the right kinds of things in your in your in that quiet little moment you know where you're thinking how do i do this or what what's my thinking about here and these sorts of things so do reach out to people and really set that up that would be my advice to try and help guide you through um Chinedo. so fantastic question thank you so much really well phrased you managed to get kind of two questions in one there so extra value two for the price of one very good well snuck into the panel excellent um jenny if we can please let's take our next question sure our next question is from hattie do you have to be a project manager to be chartered or can someone from a project controls or program management office apply this is actually a really good question. And I personally, I'm not sure that I know the answer to this. Raj, you're going to jump to my age and, the, and my age. Rather, and then we'll hear from, and then we'll hear from Carl. It's uh, going back to the way Sheila described uh, the actual route, um, Hattie, is which route you want to go to. So if you have experience of managing complex projects, uh, whether you are working in a portfolio management office or um, you're working in project controls, and if you can demonstrate those ability, then route two seems that ideal route for you. However, Sheila's again explained route three. So maybe if you aren't able to demonstrate, because one of the requirements of the Praxis Professional route is you must have managed a complex project or two to demonstrate your competencies. If you don't have that experience, then route three may be the right route for you. So certainly I would say the answer is yes, but as the panel have said, is which route you'd like to go down. And of course, you know, any support you need, any help you need, please, you know, contact any of us on the panel. 
All right, excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Carl, your thoughts? Some very good questions. Thank you, Nick. Um, the Guide for Candidates does indicate that you, while you don't need to be a project manager per se, you could be involved in a supporting function to project management. Um, I've mentored a number of people through the process now who are not project managers, they contract managers, they are bid managers, part of a tender process. They look after multi-billion pound contracts, but they apply the principles of project and program management to the management of that contract. So they have a very well uh, understood and they are very conversant in project management and can demonstrate their competence in applying effective principles of project management to that situation. Uh, and uh, they have been successful in their submission uh, to charter status. So back to you. Yeah, Carl, yeah, Carl you mentioned um, you know, mentoring there as well. In, in practical, I just want to expand on that a little bit, okay, because this is professional practice. And, you know, I, I just want to share share something with you, if I may, for a moment. So when you get on an aeroplane, many of us have not been on aeroplanes for a little while, but when you get on an aeroplane, there are two fully qualified pilots in the, in the forward-facing seats right at the front, okay? Mm -hmm. There are two of them. One of them is actually going to fly the plane, and the other one knows just as much, if not more, okay, than the person who's actually hands-on flying the plane, and and that's super important because there is a lot of a lot of risk sitting behind those two people. There's a lot of trust in those two people, and so on. So, mm -hmm. in your experience, how important is it to have that mentor-mentee relationship in a professional career as a project manager? Uh, Nick, that's very good. What I found is uh, in, in, well, in every project organization, any organization delivering projects, program management, we are taught, we are brought up to think of the team. The team do things. It is a team event. Uh, yet when you start writing your submission, you need to demonstrate your competence, not that of the team, not what anybody else has done. These are your bragging rights. It's I, me, my. And many people find that extremely difficult to be able to write effectively in the first person and active statements. Many write in the first person, but very passively. So just mm -hmm. that gentle nudge, you need to demonstrate your competence. What did you personally do and how did you do that? And what was the result? Uh, forget the team, forget the business, forget the organization. This is your chance to shine your own light up there. Uh, and it's those subtle, those little nudges that get them on the right path. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Sheila and then Ricardo. Yes, thank you, Nick. And um very much echoing what Carl has said, the importance of actually understanding what you should be putting in your application. And you mentioned mentoring, Nick, and a lot of people think about, do I need a mentor? Do I need a coach? And if you're actually wanting someone to sit beside you as a buddy through the application process, you'll want a coach to actually work with you and, and help you develop that application. 
if you're looking for which direction you're going and where your chartered status can take you, a mentor is absolutely irreplaceable and is really important in your wider career and where that's taking you as opposed to what am I going to write on this form? Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Ricardo, final thoughts on this one? Yeah, I don't have much to say after what Sheila just said, but uh, <laughs> here <laughs> I go. Um, now, I, I, I do agree with um, uh, Carl about uh, knowing exactly how to write the application, which, which by the way, it's a fantastic retrospective exercise. You end up rem uh, remembering things that you had forgotten and you kind of put the pieces of the puzzle uh, uh, in, in the right place, the puzzle of your, of your career. But uh, as Sheila just said, the mentor is particularly important if you want to understand why the chartered status. Um, what am I going to benefit uh, from that? Um, what are my perspectives? What are the opportunity doors that will open for me? Um, so it's it's um, it's not just sitting next to the guy that has ten times more flying hours than you. It's it's understanding what opens ahead of you. So mentoring is very important. Absolutely right. Thank you very much indeed, panel. A real kind of deep dive there, isn't it? Into you know the the nuance really that is this. This is not a tick the box exercise. This is a reflection, a recognition. That's that strong word that recognition of your professional practice very very important to think that through you know um and get that right excellent very good indeed uh, jenny let's move on if we can and we'll take our next question please sure we have a live question from ola are all project management methods of equal merit when it comes to chartered status <laughs> okay, so we've got the agile folks at one end of the spectrum. We've got the waterfallogists. Is that a real word? I don't know anymore. Um, at the other end, it seems to polarise opinion, this, doesn't it, somewhat? Um, Sheila, start us off, and then we'll hear from Eddie. Um, the, the APM are uh, method agnostic when it comes to chartered status. You can come forward having studied any method, practised any method, or no method. And I know my first big project, I did completely by the seat of my pants. I didn't even know you could study project management at that point in life. But um, hopefully people are more enlightened these days. <laughs> However, you, you don't need to have a particular method. But if you've got that theoretical underpinning, you, you can come from any angle. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Great work, um, panel. And I love that reference to early career. I think we all did a lot of that <laughs> early on in our careers. We were all faced with challenges where we were kind of, you know, what do they call it now? I suppose it's very agile, isn't it? But we were really making it up as we were going along and learning oh, yeah. on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Um, Eddie, your thoughts on this, please. Certainly from the Charter so just, uh just really supporting Sheila's view that uh, there is no distinction between that. The route towards charters uh, status, um, there is one in particular that, that can be done via a method uh, or a framework, which is the practice which Raj has talked about before. But the chartered bit, no, it's, it's your competence and your currency uh, that they're looking for and ethics and so on. So 
Okay, thank you very much um, indeed, panel. That's really great. So let's move on. Um, we're running out of time a little bit, so we're going to pick up the pace now, if we can. Jenny, can we have our next question, please? Absolutely. The next question is from Yvette. Do I have to be a project manager to be a chartered project manager? And I think we're going to keep the answers to this one fairly short because we have covered this to some extent already. I think, Eddie, do you just want to do this in a nutshell for us and then we'll move on? No, you don't. <laughs> That's a pretty small <laughs> nut. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you for that. But I would refer you, Yvette, actually, to an answer that we gave a little bit earlier in the episode. And, you know, on the YouTube recording, we will bookmark all of those answers, all the questions and all the answers for you, okay, so that you can go back and, and find it a little bit. The scope is wider than that, but you still have to be true to the faith and the principles of great project management practice, all right, in order to be successful at becoming chartered. Um, Jenny, let's move on, please, if we can. We'll take our next question. Sure. Our next question is from Martin. Do you see CHPP becoming a differentiator in recruiting for senior PM roles in the future? Yeah, no, we are starting to see some evidence of this, really, aren't we? Ricardo, would you like to go first? Because we often come to you last when everybody's answered everything. So let's start with you, and uh, then we'll we'll hear from Raj next. It obviously depends on the level of seniority of the position that, that you're applying to. But if you're uh, applying to a, um, a mid to, to high level uh, position, uh, it definitely uh, makes a difference. Absolutely. Uh, a bit, mostly because people will um, uh, recognize in you the capability of the, the, the three um, aspects that need to be managed, individual, people, the team, processes organization um so if if you want to really uh, have a, a significant role on the delivery of change um having the chartered status makes a lot of difference okay thank you very much raj and then carl i'm going to go back to this concept of the route two uh, but first of all as i mentioned earlier we have to start seeing project program management as a profession and look for people who are chartered for complex projects, Martin. We'll see a number of projects that have failed and some of them have gone through a five-day course and they've got a qualification and we believe they are practitioners. Well, one of the things that does going through certainly the route two where you have to demonstrate your ability to having managed a complex project or a program and go through and show your demonstration. And as Carl said earlier, it's about what you did and how did it make difference to the team and to the organization. And really it's in its infancy. I do hope in my lifetime that for complex projects, we do put a stamp in that you need to be chartered. You cannot sign a company account in India unless you are a chartered accountant. If I had a property in India, I could not sell it and bring the money back to the UK unless that was signed by a chartered accountant. So why today do we not give the same credibility to people managing these complex initiatives? And hopefully that will reduce the number of failures that we have. So I hope, Martin, it does happen in my lifetime. 
Certainly true. Thank you so much, Carl. And then Sheila. Thank you, Nick. Uh, over the last two, three years, I've been quite involved in developing and expanding on the APM competence framework for a number of corporate, uh, local corporate and international corporate clients. When writing a role profile, many of these big organizations are now requiring some demonstration of a qualification. So going from a very basic uh, project management awareness all the way through to chartered status. So the answer to that is yes, uh, it is definitely becoming a differentiator in recruitment in the large industry. Okay, thank you so much. Sheila, final thoughts on this? Yes, I, I think we're starting to see some job adverts wanting chartered status. And once you start to see that, it's just the beginnings. It will grow and grow. Absolutely right. And, you know, certainly uh, I have the privilege of being able to look across different job sites all over the world as our team from APMG is located in different countries. And we're starting to see more and more people now talking about chartered status. And with recruitment companies lagging, there's a little bit of latency for recruiters to recognize it because they're often copy and pasting text job adverts than they did some years ago you, you may even actually recognize um the job advert that you are currently holding being reused and and re re um you know reconstituted for another role um so it will take a little while but um it's absolutely on its way martin um for sure and the values to that point that all of the panel have spoken about today are the things that you know, um, leading employers are really looking for in that most senior and exciting. It's not just being a project manager, is it? It's about having great work. That's the thing about being a passionate practitioner. You want the next project or program, you know, to be better than the one that you've been delivering so far in your career. So very good. Thank you very much indeed. Um, on the social side of things, we've got a huge number of people now and countries represented from Europe. We've got folks in Germany, we've got people in the Netherlands, we've got people in Africa, from West Africa to East Africa, we've got people from literally all over the planet on today's conversation. And quite right too, as we delve into, you know, what really does build a professional community and take them all up to the next level. And um, one of the things that comes with all of this chartered status is, of course, that it's built on the shoulders of giants. You know, the membership organizations that are running in each country that provide that connectivity for individuals to come together to talk about problems and get support from each other is really, really important. So whichever country you are in, do reach out to your local country-based association for project management and see if you can join it and see if you can get some benefits from that. We did have a couple of shows early on in the uh, Level Up um, episodes. We will find the episode number for you. It was a lady called Tricia Moon who joined us from the UK Association for Project Management that was talking all about the benefits of membership and so on. And I'm sure that she would be a great name for people to be able to reach out to and find out more information. Very good. Okay, let's move on. We'll take, I think we've got our just about time 
for one final question, um, please, from the audience. So, Jenny, can we take our next question, please? Sure. We have a question from Marion. What percentage of CHPPs used each of the three different routes to become hmm. chartered? Oh, wow. Now, this is one of those sort of, you know, who wants to be a millionaire style questions. I'm not entirely sure that we have that data just to hand, Marion, I'm afraid. We, we might have to guess. Sheila's going to help me out yeah. here. I'm going to phone a friend, all right, and ask uh, <laughs> Sheila. Oh, actually, I've got a choice. So Sheila first and then Carl. Go ahead. I don't have the actual data in front of me, Nick. That's with the APM. But um, just from uh, rough ideas, um, most people to date have gone through the Route 3 uh, route. Um, route 1 is the least popular, and Route 2 is somewhere in the middle of that. But Route 2, we are expecting to grow as more, um, more there are more recognized uh, competence-based assessments being recognized by the APM. So in Australia, the Australian Project Management Institute has got a recognized assessment route. Um, Raj has mentioned Praxis continuously through this. Um, and and um, there will be others. Some of the universities have got them. So as they get more numerous, Route 2 will become more and more. Okay, thank you so much. Carl, your thoughts on this? Just very briefly, and these are only the numbers that I have been involved with, but uh, it's indicative of about 85% go through Route 3, um, about 14% uh, have gone through Route 1, and I've only had two people go through Route 2 uh, out of just over 400. So, okay, those are my interesting, numbers. Interesting, and it's early days, you know. I think to get up to those, you know, larger volumes and so on, the cohort is kind of maturing and it's getting ready. Lots of people in the early preparation phase. Lots of people in the phase of, you know, thinking: Do they have the right mix, you know, to be able to work with? And that's why it's so important to have a mentor and a coach and so on. Now, on behalf of the panel. I do want to actually invite you as viewers to level up. A lot of you are on LinkedIn, so thank you for joining us from there. Quite sure that the panel would welcome it if you reach out to them on LinkedIn and would like to connect with them. So you're very welcome to do that. You can find a link directly to their LinkedIn profiles by going to apmginternational.com and go on our events page. And from there, you'll find lots of Level Up episodes, and today's episode is number 94. So you'll be able to click through and ask them politely, of course, to connect with you. And um, I always say this, but please don't sell us anything. <laughs> it's not what we're here for. But if you want to be, you know, connected to a, you know, somebody who's worked through this and can help you, then you're most welcome to do that. I would really love you to get in touch that's what we're here for all right really good well fantastic job everybody online today it's been super busy uh, in the chat there's been a great deal of conversation from around the world so what i'm going to do now is i'm just going to walk around the panel and ask each of you for your closing remarks if i may so sheila let's start with you and then we'll hear from Eddie. oh thank you 
noise there. Um, yes, thank you, Nick. And thank you, everybody who's asked questions, because they're, they're great questions that we've had. And I would just encourage everyone to consider getting their chartered project professional status if you're at that point of your career that you feel you've got the right experience. Do reach out. As Nick said, you know, I'm, I'm sure I speak on behalf of all the panelists. We want to promote it. We want to promote working with people to help in the process as well. So look forward to um, what help I can provide. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Sheila, Eddie, and then Raj. Thank you, Nick. And again, thank you to uh, everyone who's been asking questions and, and listening. Uh, for me, also, I just want to sort of plug uh, head of projects and head of programs and head of PMOs that I think you also have a sort of duty to consider this as a way of making sure that you're on top of your profession and then you'll have a better idea of how to use it with the, the staff that you, you have. Uh, so, yeah, important for project managers and program managers, but I think even more important for those that are in charge of practices. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Some great advice there. Um, Raj, your thoughts and then Ricardo. Well, echo what Sheila and Eddie have said, but from my perspective, as I've said earlier, first of all, I'm glad that we are running these sessions, informing people about <clears throat> the value of charter status and the route to get there. And, and this is a great start, and I just hope we have many more of these sessions. And as Eddie says, <clears throat> people in positions of managing complex projects, we do start to see more recognition of the charter status. So thank you all very much indeed. Okay, thank you so much indeed. Ricardo and then Carl. Thank you, Nick. Um, I'd like to thank everybody and congratulate everybody that, that is watching us live. Um, also, those that will watch us later on, on YouTube and then via the podcast. Um, I want to thank Raj for having been my mentor uh, and for, for, for teaching me everything about the praxis route. And sorry, Sheila, but I have to defend the route too. I think it's a fantastic framework. I would invite everyone to take a look. It's free, uh, uh, practiceframework.org. Um, it was a, a really life-changing in, in, in my career. So um, thank you all. And this is uh, what I would challenge you to, to join us, to watch these episodes and to uh, understand what practice is and, and the, the CHVP status. Thank you so much, Ricardo. Thank you. And um, a heartfelt thanks to everybody who is coaching, teaching others, sharing your knowledge and experience. That is exactly what Level Up is all about. We come together to learn from each other and with each other twice a week. So fantastic. Thank you, Ricardo. Carl, your final thoughts, please. And then Jenny. Thank you, Nick. Uh, thank you to everybody who has uh, joined in this afternoon. Uh, for many, uh, applying for chartered status and the submission seems a daunting task. I'm going to quote from uh, Admiral Halsey Jr. Uh, I'll paraphrase what he said. He said, there are no great men or women. There are only great challenges that ordinary men and women like you and I are forced by circumstances to meet. Uh, and I'll leave that thought with you from my side. What a fantastic quotation. I've actually been typing that 
you've been talking and i've not quite got it exactly as succinctly as you read it or or memorized it yourself so from that perspective i may come back to you or i'm going to go back and watch the recording a little bit um later on thank you so much indeed um jenny your reflections on today's episode thanks i think it's been a great show um it's been great being in this chair again on as a question master and taking all the questions today so thank you to the viewers for watching and submitting the questions and of course to the great panelists for all of your answers thank you absolutely and thank you so much for guiding us through the role of the question masters right at the heart of all of this trying to figure out out of all of the questions that we've got where should we go next and which ones have we answered and which ones are still you know waiting to be answered so thank you so much jenny for um doing that now on behalf of the panel i'd also like to say thank you to our producers who are online today the whole show is driven by you so thank you for your excellent questions great job and what do watch out for your name in the credits if your question was selected um so um, let's take a little look forwards now. Uh, over on our website, of course, you can search for the answers to all of the questions that have previously been asked on Level Up. It's a comprehensive resource, totally free, that connects you with more than 150 now experts from every walk of life and pretty much every continent as well. Don't forget, you can listen to the audio versions of the shows on your preferred podcast platform. Now, great events have unfolded in the United Kingdom over the last week or so. And so Monday's episode, which was scheduled to be all about change leadership, out of respect for Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's funeral, which is going to be held on that day, we're going to postpone it. And I think that you would all agree with me that is the right thing for us to be doing. Um, Level Up will return next Friday, the 23rd of September, with our first ever event solely and entirely in local language. It's in Polish this time. And that team is going to be exploring how best to innovate and how best to live in an agile world. Now, the host for that is going to be Sabina Bianeka. Um, she is a native Polish-speaking person. I would struggle a little bit with that, more than a little bit, actually, with that. So do tune in and support Sabina as she does that. And please do forward the links to that episode to any Polish-speaking colleagues that you have, wherever in the world they happen to be working. Um, now, we will then move on to explore a culture of collaboration on Monday the 26th, and then we will share with you when those rescheduled episodes are going to take place. So please do subscribe to the show, and we will send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you too can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APMG. So thanks very much indeed, everybody. We'll see you next time.